This is TID Short Stories, a TID water and power podcast miniseries. Every episode, you'll hear a short, unique, and often lesser known story from TID's rich history. And you'll hear these stories that helped build the district's 135 year history told by the people who operate the district today. On today's episode, TID Line Division Manager, Janine Aho tells the story of one man's landmark electrical policy that continues to shape the district's operations to this very day. Today, the Turlock Irrigation District delivers safe, reliable, and affordable retail electricity to more than 240,000 people across a large 662-square-mile electric service territory. Used for cooling, heating, cooking, and lighting, Electricity is an integral and essential resource we rely on daily. However, 100 years ago, this was not the case. Prior to TID entering the retail electric business in 1923, electricity had been expensive and largely unavailable, especially for those in rural areas. One man, R.W. Shoemaker, saw a different future for the area one that much more resembles the electric reliance and availability we see today and helps shape what continues to be the district's electrical policy to this very day. In 1922, as what is now known as Old Don Pedro was nearly completed, the district faced a difficult question. Should TID wholesale the power generated at the dam and powerhouse to Pacific Gas and Electric or build its own distribution and sell directly to retail customers. Hindsight 2020, the decision seems like a no-brainer. However, at the time, the then cash-strapped district would be saying no to quick profits in hopes of long-term growth. Shoemaker, an engineer, was hired by TID to help answer the question. While others' reports favored the greater initial profits of a wholesale agreement, Shoemaker considered the terms of such an agreement inadequate. He agreed that the district would earn more money in the short-term wholesaling the power. The shoemaker contended that over time, a retail distribution system showed the greatest economic potential. Not only did shoemaker believe in the retail approach, he believed that the individual homeowner would be the ticket to success. Shoemaker wrote in his cornerstone report, As a district will be able to furnish power at a very small cost, it is believed that a large load can be developed from the sale of power for lighting, cooking, and water heating. In addition to small blocks of power that will be used around the farms for miscellaneous purposes. The use of electricity power for cooking and water heating is largely a matter of rates, and it is believed that if an attractive rate can be arranged, majority of householders will eventually install electric ranges. Shoemaker's proposed electric policy of low rates was meant to encourage rapid electrical load growth within the district, but he also knew that it would be several years until the growth would surpass the generation at Don Pedro. As such, TID could wholesale the surplus power not needed for retail customers from Don Pedro to PG&E for twice what was originally offered, a potential win-win for the district. But now came time for the district's decision. 
enter the retail electric business, or wholesale all of the power from Don Pedro. TID's board of directors gave the power to decide to the people, and on June 21, 1922, TID customers voted 2,433 to 117 in an advisory election in favor of entering the retail business. Then, on Easter Sunday, April 1, 1923, the first Don Pedro power came through transmission lines, that power being used to power a drainage pump in Delhi. With the first step of Shoemaker's policy in place, the district would need to move on to the next important pieces, low rates and electric growth. When TID entered the retail electric business in 1923, they weren't alone in the area. While electricity had been largely unavailable for rural residents, there were multiple power companies delivering power to the local area. The LaGrange Water and Power Company, PG&E, and others had run lines into towns in Stanislaus County. Around the same time, the San Joaquin Light and Power Company had extended lines into Hillmar and Delhi. A small bit of historical context. As early as 1909, houses were being constructed with electrical wiring, even though there were no power lines in their neighborhoods and no real expectation that there would be in the near future. Since the district had a relatively inexpensive source of power in the newly built Don Pedro, TID was able to offer electricity to its customers at significantly lower rates than its competitors. PG&E was charging $6 a month, which later rose to $7.50 a month for electric service. TID was only charging $2.60 for the same service, prompting PG&E to lower rates to $3 a month in an attempt to remain competitive. However, it was no such luck that the district's low rates made it impossible for the other electric companies to compete. By 1928, there were only 21 PG&E customers remaining within TID's territory, which were said to be all PG&E contractors or shareholders. And in 1931, TID purchased what remained of the PG&E system and became the sole electric provider in the area. Now, affordable rates had helped the district gain customers and extend power throughout the service territory just as Shoemaker had predicted. But for the distribution model to truly work, TID needed to increase demand and create load growth. TID began displaying and selling hot point electric ranges in early 1923. At the time, there were no general appliance stores within TID's service area. In only a few weeks, over 100 stoves had been sold. By the time power actually arrived in April 1923, Sales of stoves had reached more than $20,000. Sales grew to include water heaters, space heaters, and other appliances by mid-September. In 1924, TID opened a retail electric store that soon carried more than 500 items. In only its first year, the store did $96,000 worth of business. By 1926, the store was selling thousands of appliances annually. So what became of R.W. Shoemaker? He served as a district's electrical engineer and, along with Roy Meikle, served as a consultant to the Imperial Irrigation District when it entered the power business. He then left the district in 1929 
take a job in South America. Shoemaker would ultimately find his way back to the district, in a way, when he was hired to review a newly developed commercial industrial rate in 1959. Now, 100 years since Shoemaker's Cornerstone Report, TID has some of the lowest electrical rates in the state and serves nearly a quarter of a million people in 14 communities. Even with his steadfast vision and leadership, he could not have foreseen the undeniable success the district's distribution system would become. 